as above, so below. Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence. I am your host, Bernard Beitman, MD. Yeah, I'm a psychiatrist and I study meaningful coincidences. We've got this uh, coincidence project going on, which we'll talk about today with our guest. And we have a coincidence cafe that meets uh, monthly on Saturdays at 11 a.m. The third Saturday of the month. And if you contact me or the coincidenceproject.net, all one word, uh, you can get a registration link that'll alert you to each of the Saturdays at 11 a.m meetings of the Coincidence Cafe. I'm the founder of the Coincidence Project, and I strongly believe that coincidences, meaningful coincidence, synchronicity, and serendipity can be a big help to humanity during this time of rapid change and increasing crisis. So what makes a coincidence into a synchronicity, uh, into a meaningful coincidence for you? For you. Yes, that's that's the elevation of a coincidence, and it depends on your own subjective and analytical responses. Do you have a strong emotional reaction? You then turn that emotional reaction into adding meaning to your life, applying it to the narrative of your life. What would be a synchronicity to one person uh, can easily be just a coincidence to someone else. For example, two friends were talking about how walking helps clear one's mind and come up with solutions to problems that we're confronting. The day after these two friends had that conversation, one of them saw an article in the New York Times entitled, Whatever the Problem Is, It's Probably Solved by Walking. Well, that's a coincidence. That's a coincidence between what someone's thinking two people are talking about and that what one person then sees written out there so mind and object are connected would this be a meaningful coincidence to you well it is to me because it demonstrates that many people are thinking the same thought around the same time which is a fundamental principle of studying coincidences that our minds are interconnected and it might encourage me to walk more often when I have a problem to solve. So that's the, that's a, is, how do you think about it? How do I think about it? Well, we may get to thinking about how our guest thinks about it. It was uh, Diego Sandoval, who is the founder of Syncrosity, a platform for navigating innovation ecosystems in real time. I'll say that again, navigating innovation ecosystems in real time. We'll find out more what that means. He's also a venture capital fellow at Blitz Scaling Ventures, supporting Latin American deal flow. He previously served as an IREX program officer implementing U.S. Department of State's flagship entrepreneurship network, he was responsible for facilitating meaningful connections across the Western Hemisphere and created large group meetings while doing that. Diego graduated from New York University, Abu Dhabi, with a BA in social research and public policy. He's quite a guy, and I think you'll find him very interesting during our discussion today. So welcome to the show, Diego. Thank you, Bernard. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So you, you've told me a coincidence story. Why don't you tell everybody else a coincidence story of yours? Sure. Thank you. Uh, and I, I appreciate the, the chance to share this story because uh, I think meaningful coincidences tend to be very deeply personal. And part of your initiative with the Coincidence Project is to normalize these uh, exchange of stories. So so, so this is the first time I, 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 I've been sharing this story. It, I think it's taken a lot of courage on my part to, to, to articulate it. Um, and it really has to do uh, with a coincidence that happened to me when I was 15 uh, or, or, or ending high school. Uh, I was uh, 
I, I think you mentioned in your in your uh, conception of meaningful coincidences that they tend to happen in moments of distress. And, uh, and, and I, I definitely was in a moment of distress when I was thinking of, you know, how, what college am I going to get into and how am I going to pay for it? And, and uh, the pressure was putting on my family to, to be at a good high school. So I, so I was studying in Peru and uh, where my family's from. And it just so happens, you know, that my friend group, they had all graduated already a year older and they came back for New Year's and invited me to, to join them. Uh, so that last day of New Year's, uh, right before New Year's Eve, I sent out my last application, and uh, I think I went to that New Year's uh, celebration uh, in a very emotional state of, you know, uh, just uncertainty. And so I re I recall that in the moment of uh, of uh, you know striking twelve. Uh, we were down south of Lima, two hours from the city. Uh, you can see uh, just desert and uh, all the fireworks were happening and all my friends were celebrating after that, you know, they all went to top schools. And I was just thinking to myself, uh, you know, uh, I didn't have a, any religious framework to to work out. I, I never typically prayed or anything, but I entered into this state of, I guess, prayer or or, or just deep in my thoughts of um you know, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I had this dream school I wanted to go to, but um, I really just let it out, you know, praying that I don't care where I go, it, as long as, you know, I get a full ride or I get some manner to pay for it all and ease the burden on my parents and, and make it easier for me, uh, that I would be very happy. And I, and, and, and that was a very emotional um, moment. And, and, and I just recall that, I kind of blacked out, <laughs> maybe from some substances, but 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 it, the rest of the night, we you know we celebrated, and I forgot all of that. But I had ended up, uh, we ended up going to this um, party in the desert in Peru, where the entrance of this uh, of this setup that they built was a giant mosque, and it was white, and it was huge, massive, and they had the words Dubai written on top of it. And it didn't make any sense to me. It, it was just any other party. It was fun. The day passed. A couple of months passed, and then uh, I got my my uh, I got an email uh, saying that I had sent an an application to to NYU, and that I also uh, it was just a matter of checking a box that I'd be considered for for a new campus called NYU Abu Dhabi, and they were inviting me to compete as a semi-finalist candidate uh, over the weekend in Dubai. So they would fly me out along with 300 others and do interviews, get to know the, the, the culture, the campus. And it was surreal. So at that moment, I was, I, was, I, was, I was still really zeroed in on wanting to go to DC, go to Georgetown. And, uh, and I just really just took this as an opportunity. But it was that first night that they took us on a tour of the city and, um, they took us to the Grand Mosque, Sheikh Zayed Mosque, and it was stepping into that mosque that I recognized that was the same mosque that was the cutout in the Peruvian party the same night that I just prayed that, you know, things would work out and I'd end up where I needed to be. And it was just so mind boggling. I was like, surely there's a mosque like this in Dubai and there's not. It was actually the, the mosque was based in Abu Dhabi and it was the same cutout and I was just, I had this moment of, uh, I guess it's the typical synchronicity story of, of, of uh, something in your mind correlating with something in your external uh, reality. And, and, and it took me a long time to get to synchronicity after that, but it really sparked that curiosity in me and trying to find the right word to articulate it. And, uh, and you know, fast forward, uh, uh, fast forward two months after that, uh, I get I get the email uh, saying that I was accepted and that they're going to pay me a full ride tuition that was beyond uh, beyond what I could have imagined or even asked for. Um, it involved going back home every couple months to see my family included into that package, which was surreal to me as well. So that. Uh, yeah, tons of things to digest from that one experience, but uh, that's really led me to to this path of talking to you because I think 
it's so important to really articulate. I, I really appreciate when someone tries to categorize uh, the right meaning to words. And I think you do an excellent job at that uh, by distinguishing serendipity and synchronicity and two other types of meaningful coincidences that we can dive into. But uh, yeah, I think that's that covers the, the the story on my part. There were there was a lot of there were were a lot of things that uh, that story triggered in you. Uh, the first thing being that after a while you got interested in synchronicity enough so that you name your company Synchrosity to make it sound like synchronicity. So it's hard to avoid that, even if you spell with a C at the beginning, which I like because coincidence begins with a C. But what are what are a few of the things? In addition, that that uh, experience um, triggered in you uh, to think about and feel. That's an interesting question. I, uh, I I'd like to I'd like to contextualize that in the definition that I think Carl Jung uses for synchronicity, which is there's a purpose. There's a synchronicity is a means to an end, um, and, and I think a lot of people that might fall into coincidences see as the coincidence being the the end you know like and they look for more coincidences but really the the end goal of the synchronicity is is personal growth and development and um and and I think that's what really opened up for me um you know I th I think <laughs> I think that the fact that uh I don't know for one instance for example is like when I was at the Peruvian party in a mosque and we're drinking and we're having a good time, uh, you know, very young, not legal for, for drinking, but, you know, fast forward, I go to Abu Dhabi, very uh, strict protocol protocol in terms of alcohol. Um, right now I'm three years sober. I haven't drank alcohol. And I think that was thanks to my experiences in Abu Dhabi, uh, really questioning, like, do I need to drink alcohol at a party? Do I need to engage in this? And really, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel happy. I, I don't, or at least I think being sober has been a, a great benefit to my personal development. Um, and I think that wouldn't have been as easy if I hadn't lived in Abu Dhabi and I hadn't been exposed to an alternative, you know, uh, way of life. And so, so I think synchronicity uh, has that element of personal development. But I, I don't. I'm not sure if I'm going towards what your question was asking. Well, I I heard you say um, that it it stimulated a lot in you, and that's what I'm asking about. So I'll add a little something. I think it's important uh, that what you emphasize, and I don't I don't write I didn't write about this in my book, the Meaningful Coincidences book. Uh, but the, the one way of thinking about coincidences or synchronicity is this word teleology, is that the cause is not past into the present but we're drawn to a future and i've implied that about what my own work is like that why people ask me why i'm doing this and they want to know about my past history and how i got into it and when i start talking about how i was drawn to do this this is something that i needed to do and that i somehow knew was something that at least some part of humanity needed to be able to have some knowledge about that's that's my preferred explanation but everybody doesn't like that they want the well i lost my dog i got lost and we found each other they like those and they had something to do with my getting here but what you're talking about is purpose and they help you with your life purpose but and well, you're on the younger side, but it's like still, you, and you may not know what you're being drawn towards uh, in in just even talking with me and being involved with synchronicity globally and trying to use synchronicity as part of global network enhancement, which I so much appreciate and respect that you're doing, because that's that's. Um, a future to be drawn to there's a there's a lot to be done in that particular yeah, I, I got i got sidetracked a little bit but you're dead on uh then that, that moment when when i when i referred to that moment moment of during that synchronicity it does illuminate some uh clue into purpose and uh at least for me it, it's it's a it's a little funny uh you know I, when i when i was 
that 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 experience sent me on a quest to really articulate this experience and it's led me to reading all sorts of theology and and uh, i think the typical experience that most people go through but you know i found a lot of answers in in islam um at least not during but even after my my years living in abu dhabi um they have a ton of words that talk about synchronicity and and, and i think you know in terms of purpose uh i i wait really... wait 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 a minute in islam there are tons of words that uh, talk about synchronicity yeah yeah no not just words but but uh you know whole frameworks uh that i think are worth delving into well, uh, i'm going to have to i'm going to have to you're not yeah you're not an expert about this but i i want you to find somebody for me to talk with about just that do, do you know oh. somebody they're they're well they're a little out of my reach because they're they're very distinguished uh speakers but but yeah well, uh, one one in particular is uh his we can name go is... into we can go into that another time yeah, we'll uh, we don't have to do that but uh i i don't i don't find that in christianity or judaism much um, no it's, it's very I'll, I'll tell you i'll do a little snippet go um, ahead um, in terms of Islam, uh, uh, you'll see the symbol of Islam is, involves the moon, right? Moon uh, and a star, a, yeah. A crescent moon. And I, I, I appreciated a section of your book, which was talking about the coincidence between the sun and the moon. Yeah. And, and it, it revolves around the fact that, you know, I think the moon came out of a collision of a Mars-sized object that hit the Earth and a residue turned into the moon. But it just so happens that, you know, this thing that's drifting away, you know, an inch, two inches every year, uh, just so happens to be the same size as the sun when it eclipses. And so there's a, an element of meaning or coincidence behind that. And, and I think uh, Islam, because it's so rooted in, in, a, in a people that had to navigate the desert, uh, they saw a lot of meaning in the moon, uh, not just as a guidance in terms of um, direction or or time, but also time in terms of the month. And, and the word month, uh, supposedly, I heard this from someone else, but the word month comes from moon because it follows a lunar calendar. Uh, the fact that uh, the, the phases of the moon encompass a month. And that's why in Islam, you have uh, the month of Ramadan, which is what we're in right now. And and it starts with the observance of a new moon, and it ends with the emergence of the next new moon, and and so the the moon plays a central theme as well in terms of the message uh, of of you know worship of one creator uh, who has created even the moon as a sign, and and that, and that I I can't remember the the verse so accurately, but it has to do with the fact that. Um, uh, you know, you're talking about the years 1600, I think, but uh, there's a verse referring to the moon as, you know, the sun and the moon, the sun being the Arabic language is very rich. So it, it refers to the sun as a source of light. And it refers to the moon as a reflection of light, and how that served the purpose for for, you know, all the reasons, all the, the ways we use the moon. And so, uh, I don't know, that's just one example of how you can go super into reading about coincidences in Islam. Um, I think uh, it, it, I think you know I, I looked I looked for Carl Jung's opinion in Islam. I think he 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 traveled to Morocco, but I don't think he really delved into it as deep as I don't think there's anyone that's really maybe observed Islam through a synchronicity lens in an academic uh, structure. I haven't found that. But I found uh, schol Islamic scholars who reference it in passing, and I think you you've alluded to that in in in, in some other conversations about religion about how um, you know they might attribute a synchronicity to God, and that's the end of the story. I think Islam doesn't do that. I think they don't take the agency out of the person's interpretation and agency, and I I, I really feel they they they. They provide a lot of nuance that I think is missing in terms of the the defining synchronicity. So I'm just going to leave it at that because I I, I don't want to speculate uh, any further. Well, that's a good start. Uh, so you can you can send me on my way up uh, to maybe find somebody 
to do that with. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that. We we got off into the Islam and but how important that was to you and it appears to be that Islam and what you are and your purpose in life and your what you're being drawn to may play a role in uh, the kinds of work that you're trying to do in the and more importantly the vision you have for your company Syncrosity. Um, could you tell us what? What you what your vision for that uh, company is for your company? Yeah, thanks so much for that question. So the uh, the context there's a there's a there's a context I'm fitting into currently uh, in a, in a conversation within the entrepreneurship space that you know uh, there's a there's a tendency for other countries and cities wanting to recreate their own Silicon Valleys. And so there's a lot of literature in the social sciences about why Silicon Valley became what it is today. Uh, and, and there's a lot of literature in, in the role serendipity plays as an ingredient to why Silicon Valley flourished. Uh, the, the fact that you had this dense network of the right people that have these chance encounters with each other, um, which lead to innovation. You know, I, I think serendipity has a rich rich uh framework from which to to study innovation um and i think it, it it's i think that really uh i think that served the purpose and no criticizing uh that but what i what i what i've been frustrated uh was the conversation taking shape post pandemic and when we enter this more virtual world the idea of recreating serendipity became a whole niche within entrepreneurship and venture capital of like how do we re-engineer serendipity or how do we um uh cultivate serendipity virtually and things like that which i think is all fine and 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 fun but um but i really feel that's where synchronicity plays a key role in in how we how we how we imagine future entrepreneurial ecosystems, um, and I think it's it's it, I'm 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 I feel personally involved in that because I had this crazy life opportunity of being able to live in fifteen different cities uh, over the last ten years, and and I've just been going from city to city, and in every city uh, they have their own entrepreneurship ecosystem, uh, and they have uh, so much to learn from each other, and I've had that that chance of traveling through all of them and 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 also you know that lead to my own personal struggle of you know let's say i'm in london for a month how do i make the most of four weeks for meeting the right people uh am i going to leave it to fate am i am i going to leave it to serendipitous encounters no i i can't rely on that i can't hope to go to a cafe and run into the right invest i can't do that because i have a limited amount of time i have to be efficient and so, so, so really what I, what I was tasked with is like, can, like, can I engineer synchronicities in the sense that I have a, a target, I have something I need, can I put my, or the question becomes like, how can I shorten that time for the right thing to coincide with, with where I'm at? And so, or or how can I coincide with the right opportunity? That's really what the question becomes. And and so that was sort of what I was dealing with as I was traveling. Uh, but when I when I got into my my first job, uh, first official job of of implementing the State Department program, um, I was tasked with doing this at a greater scale. So so I had an annual cohort of 280 entrepreneurs from every country in Latin America and Caribbean. We include Canada as well. And I had the profiles of every entrepreneur of who they are, where they're coming from, what they want, the companies, what stage of the company they're at, what what's their business challenge, you know, what are they trying to solve? And I had to match that with somebody in the US that can fit. And so I was I was becoming this synchronicity engine of of going out across 25 cities in the United States and finding that right person that can help this young entrepreneur. And and so I, I really 
you know, I, I was doing that for three years. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's given me a lot of insight into, you know, being a facilitator of meaningful coincidences and, 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 and my role in that. And so, uh, Syncrosity was born out of a, a whole suite of those feelings and, 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 and the purpose really is to, um, empower people to navigate those global innovation ecosystems as I did, but without the struggle that I did, it was like, I kept finding things that I missed out on, or there are certain communities that there's no really an easy way, at least for a minority founder to get into. Uh, so that's what I've been working on. I oh, I didn't even mention my my thesis project. Oh, wait, I, wait, know, wait, wait to wait about your thesis project for a minute, okay. because um, uh, what I understood you're doing uh, was being like a, a dating site um, or by putting two people together that might be able to dance together. Entrepreneur, 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 no. no. Which is, which is uh, I've seen those initiatives happen, but no, that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is, uh, let's say Miami, uh, I just moved here. Uh, when I moved here, there was no way for me to plug in to the entrepreneurship ecosystem because I had no network and I was starting from scratch. And I kept, I, if I go on LinkedIn, I, all I see were opportunities that I missed out on. And so I was trying to re-engineer all of the ways that I could find out about that. And it was either email, newsletters, or going on their website and, you know, monitoring their calendars. So what I'm doing with synchronicity in terms of, in synchronicity in terms of the app is that I'm monitoring what we call the ecosystem, all the companies and, and funds and things that are happening in Miami, let's say and monitoring that on behalf of the user. So the user goes in and sees all the things that are relevant for them, you know? So, so, so we can accelerate what, what, what I would call a meaningful coincidence because um, it takes a lot of time. That's the problem I'm trying to fix is that all of these opportunities are scattered across the web or they're being shared by word of mouth. And if you're not in that network, you're, you're not in that core community, you're not gonna find out about it and you miss out and, and it can cost you opportunities and it can cost your business. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I, that, I, makes I understand. That, 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 makes, that makes sense to me. And I go back to the Silicon Valley where people were running into each other uh, and because there's a high density of them. So you're, it, you seem to be trying to do something similar online of uh, being able to walk into a high density of the kind of people who are thinking and doing some of the same things you're doing. So then they can get together. Uh, exactly. And that's, that's why, more, that's, that's why I called call it a dating service is because right. somebody comes in looking for a partner, this person right. comes in and then there's all these people that might be open for a partner. Uh, right. And then somehow, and you'll tell me later how they get together but just as so you know, I'm working with uh, a guy who's a, a coincidence uh, ally who's a pretty tech. He's very tech uh, savvy, and we're we're working on the beginning of trying to find a way to characterize certain coincidence uh, patterns and being able to identify people who have certain patterns and connect them with people who have those same patterns of coincidence experiences. Wow. It's, it's, it's somewhat similar. It's a, it's yeah. a, a pattern matching thing is what I would call all of this. Yeah. Um, and I love pattern matching uh, and too. you love patterns. So uh, it, so this is the fundamental of this is uh, matching patterns. And that's a fundamental of uh, synchronicity is you get two patterns that match each other and you can say, oh, wow, okay, that's good. Now let's, we'll, let's see what we can do with it. So I just wanted you to know that I'm doing that and you might be interested in how we go about doing it because we're going to try to use AI to look at um, a thousand perhaps coincidence stories pull out the patterns from them, mm -hmm. see what mm -hmm. the basic patterns are, and then find another way to characterize individual patterns and then find people a way to put people together. 
Oh, that's really cool. And I, I, I would love to support uh, on that initiative. Sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, and I, I'm curious uh, as well. I have a lot of questions for you, but I, I, I would summarize your initial question about what's the vision for Synchrosity. And, and it's just uh, being the serendipity, being what serendipity was to Silicon Valley, Synchrosity will be for global innovation ecosystems because right. I think yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot to do there. Yeah, that's it's, uh, I I got that as you can see, uh, and uh, it's developing the ecosystem. There's a lot of words in there, but yeah, there's a lot of buzzwords, and I'm trying to. <laughs> my goal is to add some nuance into that. Uh, well, I think that's good because it sharpens the the picture. But uh, I I'm a global thinker, and uh, I like being able to match the uh, south of San Francisco uh, ecosystem with the with the virtual ecosystem that you're trying to develop. And I I can see the parallel between the two. And you walk in and you find people. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. That's uh, and we're going to try to do that with uh, coincidence people. Uh, they have this pattern develop the ecosystem you walk into the ecosystem with your kind of pattern and you find the person or group that's like what you're thinking about so the the fundamental the meta part of all this is uh, is pretty similar super cool super cool no that that's exciting and and i i think so that's one topic in terms of uh the roles uh the role synchronicity plays in the ecosystem of people and cities and you know, I, I, th I think it, uh, synchronicity plays a role in, in, in facilitating meaningful connections globally, uh, especially post-pandemic. But there's another role that synchronicity plays in terms of the actual use of technology. Good. Uh, Go ahead. I think I think that I, I think that's a uh, there's a lot of ways to talk about that because you know I think people's you know they're thinking something and then they see an advertisement and it's your phone listening to you. Right. Uh, so there's an element of, uh, of a more artificial synchronicity. Uh, and I think it, there's a pro and con, and I think it's important to have that conversation with people like yourself that, that you've, you've observed the, what, what I would call like the real synchronicity of, of life, life itself is facilitating it for you. And, and, um, and and I'm I'm curious to know what you think and and what your maybe concerns are with with my generation that you know we think a synchronicity might be when our phone recommends the right thing to us, and I think it's a little cringeworthy when when we know that there's something so deeper to synchronicity and it's being reduced to uh, an algorithm, you know. So so that's not that's you know I I keep that in mind when I'm building say an app. Uh, I, I don't want to claim to be uh, as profound as the synchronicity that, that Carl Jung was trying to articulate. But I'm curious to what you think as well. Like uh, there, there is a difference and there is a, uh, there's something to be said there, I think. There's something to be said there for sure. I, I mean, I, I don't hear, I never, I haven't heard yet that your generation calls uh, by this shirt uh because you just had something like that or your girlfriend just bought it for you as a synchronicity uh, i've been i've been hearing that a lot oh I've been gosh i mean so that's part of the reason I, I need to have younger people around here because uh i i know i'm not i'm missing something because there's a lot of yeah. other stuff going on down there and i it's been a concern of mine already i mean that that happens and i don't know that's not a and that's programmed. And I've been asked about that before, you know, but that's programmed. There's going to come a time where it's going to be hard to tell when it's not an algorithm that gets in front of you. And the same thing begins to start happening uh, in a virtual space when you get to VR and you get uh, you get um, people living in these virtual realities that the algorithms can uh, make something happen that looks like a synchronicity this person from here this meets this person from there in some kind of a venue on in the virtual reality uh, and oh look where we just met each other uh, isn't that wonderful we have so much in common but it still could be a program but in a way I think I'm talking about doing something similar with uh, matching people with similar coincidence stories. It depends on what the, 
This is yeah. pretty funny. It, this it depends on what the teleology is. What's the purpose of bringing the people together? Is it bringing them together so they can go buy something together? Uh, is it bringing them together so they can join the same political group? I mean, that's that's going to happen too. Now that we're talking about this, uh, I didn't realize that what I was thinking of doing is also a general pattern that could be beyond just buying stuff but in vr it can happen and vr is all over the place now it doesn't have you don't have to be in a virtual space for stuff to come to you oh you should meet this person and then you find something together with that person that's not exactly what i have in mind but what somebody else has in mind so this is part of the the ethics of of doing this kind of work that i realized we're crossing over more than i than i had known uh, because it's the same basic fundamental pattern that we're dealing with trying to create because I'm trying to create something like yours. And how do you how do you differentiate them? What's the ethics? And then where does AI fit into it? Because it's going to make it even easier to match patterns with each other. It's going to like be in a second or three to put the two patterns together with an underlying purpose. So I'm glad we raised the question because it's an important one. I don't have an answer because we just raised the question, but I've been worried about the ethics of all this stuff with synchronicity for quite a long time, because like anything good, it can be used for, for evil or for bad. This is a polarized world we live in, and we got to be faster <laughs> in making it do something good is what I, the best answer I can come up with right now. No, I am totally with you. I think the ethical question is super important to have, and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not at, on top of mind when 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 people are talking about AI and um, and I, and that's why I think I I wanted to distinguish, you know, this what I would call a synthetic synchronicity of technology and that AI algorithms, and 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 get your insight as well. And how do we characterize what we would call the real synchronicity? And why is that? Why is that one? Why does it feel more real than, than the other? And and it's, it's a. I think it's a question that goes into, a bit more into the into the fact that that, let's say the real synchronicity that happens in our in our day to day, uh, points to something larger than us, and it it always has an end. It always has a, maybe a byproduct of feeling that things are interconnected and that there's a higher design to things, which I don't think any algorithm or AI will be able to do. Um, and and I and, and you know there's so there is an element when let's say I'm building synchronicity and let's say it is successful. There's a bit of humility in in knowing that you know there's something there's a real synchronicity out there that's driven by something we don't totally understand. And, and there's some humility in that. And, and, but in terms of the ethics, it comes to play that let's say in the real synchronicity, we say that God is the engine, the driver of that. And it, 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 it does that because it's supposedly omnipresent, omnipotent. And if we're trying to create that, technologically that the AI has to be omnipotent and omnipresent and and it's already doing that by tapping into our privacy in levels that we don't even know uh, we don't understand how how much predictive power it has on just watching us location moving around or uh, you know it can it can infer so much uh, of, of what's going on in our minds and I th the last thing that I that I, I saw about uh, not ChatGPT but some other AI tool was that you know they hook someone up with brain wires and show them an image and the the uh, the image was perceived and then the AI image generator could generate the almost ninety five percent replica of of the original image and. It, it was mind blowing. I I think it's it's a it's a very crazy future that we're stepping into today, um, where our thoughts can be accessed. Uh, and 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 it's a it's an interesting. Uh, yeah, you haven't gotten quite to thoughts being accessed. You've got that the the AI can pick up what the person is 
but the person's brain is picking up. They see the pattern right. in, the, in the brain of what's been out there. But it's it's gotta it's gotta start with uh, the image coming in. But to actually pick up our thoughts and our images is going to take a huge bank of images in the AI, which could happen, that then that pattern of brainwaves uh, would match. So I, I, I take that back a little bit. I, 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 would, I would counter that saying that maybe our own thoughts, like how much of our own thoughts are our thoughts? And, and, and I think you touched that on your book of, of, of uh, you know, we're, we're, we function like an equation. Uh, we're the sum of our inputs and variables and you know where that where that <laughs> where that output and so i i, I think i you know i i also agree with you you know that, well, well wait a minute but you're talking about something really important what i try to say in the in the opening thing is that we're feeding off the same uh, bank of information already we're doing it already and a, a kind way of looking at AI and what we're talking about with uh, the super intelligent mind is that there is one there already, and we don't ha we don't have to talk about it as God because that's a really a hard concept to for us to understand. But we can understand a bigger mind somehow, a mind that's like ours and that is related to ours and which we give and take information from. And I've preferred to stay uh, with calling it the psychosphere and calling our calling it our mental atmosphere. And it there's a mental internet in that thing that is increasingly the lattice work through which we connect with each other. So the, I like to think that the technology we build give us a better idea about the reality of what that we live in rather than having it control us and that's that's like uh, telepathy and telephones um that they're the same idea you can get you can get somebody else's thought by telepathy or you can call them on the phone and the phone tells us that we have telepathy capacities which i'm trying to be able to explain through this psychosphere idea but there's a there's a mad race between finding out what's real and this is where we, what you were talking about uh, indirectly was uh, a, a real synchronicity is something that happens out here away from technology there's an overlap but the real ones that touch us are the ones that happen while we're wandering around in the world and you see a, a picture on a wall and then years a months later that's you walk into that place that's a that's a precognitive experience that you had i'd call that that you saw your future without knowing it and then look back and saw that you did and that's had a profound influence on the way you're thinking about things and that's hard to program I mean, it, it it's hard to program, but it begins. We I want to be able to understand how that happened with you, and mm -hmm. I think there are like natural science ways of understanding that that technology can be a mirror of. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, that last bit you said is like what technology can be a mirror of. Is that what you said? That's what I said. So so I I loved everything you said, and and I I want to tie it back to my original conversation about islamic uh cosmology because what you you what you were saying is that well you seem you happen to have categorized different realities of 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 you know the world that we're in uh this other unseen well i don't know how you would conceptualize the psychosphere yet i i look forward to understanding it more by reading your book but um at least what I know of in the Islamic categorization of realities, there's this word called muk, which is called dominion, which is what we habitat, what we habitate. And there's a, another level called uh, malakut, which is what we would call like the unseen. It's still, it's still sort of our reality, but it's like things we can't perceive of. And then there's the higher, what they would call, uh, let's say the realm of uh, where god's presence for instance and yeah molecule is very close to what i'm talking about and yeah and, i, I identify i, I identify that's where i've made that match of, yeah uh, and, and i'm very interested in talking with this guy named g to be able to map the psychosphere and i have ideas about what's going on in there it's a vision that is becoming visual 
uh, that, that I'm, I'm allowed to do in a way uh, I can do this because uh, uh, I've, I've got a lot of degrees and stuff and I've done stuff and I can be crazy like this and make visuals and have, and start making visual images of the stuff going on in the psychosphere. You'll see nor toward the end of my book um, about four or five pages uh, the, about how the psychosphere operates. Uh, the, I think it's the, it's the, it's the chapter that ends with um, six uh, um confusing or difficult or hard to understand cases and talks about the psychosphere in there and i think i've got some good ideas in there when i look back at it it's it looks pretty good and i'm trying to build on what that looks like and i our, our listeners or video and watchers can look at that chapter if they're interested and in, because that's going to tell us something about what we may be trying to imitate in that uh, malkut area that you're describing and I, I think I'm not sure. I, I it's more of a question of of I know Carl Jung had an analogy of um, the electromagnetic spectrum of of you know we only see a snippet of it, and I think there's an element of that at play. Um, yeah, with, there is. There is. And how, and how do you how do you fit that in? I'm just curious. I know time is running out, but well, uh, it's 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 what makes. Um... The algorithmic synchronicity is different. There's something called intuition that we have. And then what synchronicity helps us do is develop more and more confidence in gaining information in ways that aren't rational, uh, but still are based on some uh, apperception of reality. And so we can pick up more than what our five senses tell us. And intuition is a name for a broad category of information that we have access to, including the possibility that I'm getting to think that there are guardian angels for each of us hanging around. Uh, Gabriel being one, you've heard of him, of course. And there's all kinds of other ones that if you believe and tune and think about them, they're in the psychosphere and they have some capacity to connect with you i'm only starting to do this now having run into some people who are doing this and i think there's something there's something to it so i i welcome your joining g and me in trying to map the the psychosphere i i would totally be happy to to contribute to that however i can i i definitely see a lot of parallelisms because i've read so much in islam and, and in terms of how you're conceptualizing that i i think would be helpful and um, and I, I also think it's it, 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 before ending this conversation, uh, how important it is to recognize that uh, you're in this special position where you've you've been able to categorize and put definitions to what we're talking about. And 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 we, we haven't even mentioned the other ones called, I think, seriality and another concept that you you coined the term of uh, uh, simulpathic simulpathic simulpathity i think that's super important and i and i think it's a very special gift that you've been given to experience those things oh um, thank you very much and and yeah so so i i i look forward to to potentially working we, together. we we still have about uh, uh 10 minutes uh more okay. to go so uh, i want to be able to um uh, find out more about about you and what what you're what you're thinking about um and I think you've uh, you've talked about why synchronicity is relevant to global innovation ecosystems, but I wonder if you talk about that more, or if you prefer to talk about your dissertation. It's up to you. Hmm. Uh, I guess it's it, it's relevant. The I think I, uh, I I think I would start by saying that you know we're we're it's it's crazy to see uh the i guess platonic shifts happening right now politically and 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 the role of the united states even um it, we're going through such momentous change if you go to a an airport in abu dhabi or or in china or singapore it's just so fascinating how much development has happened and how much opportunity uh there is uh around the world and how the role that we you know the, the the way we're we're going into this multipolar world and no longer a western hegemony i think it's super important to tie in 
to the development of entrepreneurial ecosystems and, and this idea that we need to navigate globally uh, more efficiently. And, and, you know, that's a privilege I've been given, but I think that's a privilege, not even a privilege. I think that would be a necessity for the next generation of entrepreneurs, investors, and, and, and innovators. Uh, you're no longer siloed in, in your specific city and, and, and you need to know what's happening in all these different cities. And, and in terms of synchronicity, I, I think there, I don't know if this is a serendipity, but the invention of the jet engine, I think was developed by two people that had no contact with each other and they developed the same thing. And, and, and I've seen that at play in the work I do with the State Department is I had all these bios and I would look for similar people or complementary people in the US and there's so much value in making that connection. Um, and, and that's something I hope to do at a greater scale through, you know, synchronicity. Um, but let, I, me, I, let, let me give you a name for that because yeah. uh, it's been around for a long time. It's it's happened with calculus. It happened with evolution. Um, it happened with the development of the telephone. And in mm -hmm. 1923, uh, a paper came out with hundreds of examples of that. That's 1923. Uh, mm -hmm. And that ability of, uh, of a, of a, computer to pick up what's in somebody's brain when that person is looking at something happened simultaneously between uh, Stanford University and someplace in Silicon Valley, even though they're close to each other, always the same idea. They really hadn't been connecting with each other. It's called simultaneous independent discoveries, mm -hmm. simultaneous independent discoveries. And it, it illustrates more boldly than most things that we are feeding off the same mind. The psychosphere has a lot of, I call, I look at them as fish, different ideas floating around in it and different people reach up and grab the fish and it turns out to be the same fish. I'm a Pisces, so I, I get pairs of fish easy in mind. That's my metaphor. But there, if you're searching, if you're seeking, you can go up into that mind we're all immersed in and come up with some of the same ideas as happens with books. And now you're telling me it's happening in entrepreneurship. This is a way I hope you can think about of, of recognizing how we're all feeding off of the same concepts. I hope it's a, it, it encourages you to know you're doing something that is very real. There are, if you think about it, somebody else is also thinking about it. And I would like to build on that. Um, when I talk to very creative people, they tend to refer to themselves as conduits or, you know, uh, you know, these inventions aren't a fruit of my imagination, but something went through me. I think that's what you're alluding to, that this idea sort of we picked up on and, you know, we're transmitting it through action, making it a reality. And I think there's a quote on your book about how, an idea might come to you. You might not choose to do anything with it and it goes to the next person. Oh yeah. I got a good story for that. Yeah. I think that was super cool. And, uh, uh, and, and I, I think there's something more to be said there about being or looking, looking at ourselves as conduits. And I think an important piece of my story with synchronicity is that you can get really self-absorbed in, 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 in getting into synchronicities and it becomes like you're the protagonist in, in your synchronicity stories, which I think is a dangerous route to go to. And, and what I've found peace with is that sometimes synchron you sometimes you're part of someone else's synchronicity and you you are used. I like sometimes I feel I was used <laughs> and I could observe, you know, uh uh this happen. And and I, I guess to put some meaning into that. There was one time I was I was in the UK, uh, running a program, and I had this asthma. I had asthma when I was like maybe eight years old, and and I felt like I was getting a, an asthma attack, and so I got maybe post traumatic <laughs> a scare, and so I went I went and I bought an inhaler, uh, and then I you know I came back uh, and I was coming out of the bus and I saw a ton of people just running towards somebody. And and this girl was at her last breath. She had a severe asthma attack. No one could help her. And and I was already okay. I didn't have anything, but I had the inhaler. And it, it was so wild to 
show up, come back after going to the city, coming back and, and coming there at the right moment where I could give her the inhaler and she, uh, you know, God knows what, what, what would, no one, no one was able to help her. And so I don't know what that type of coincidence is, but it, it just goes. Uh, that, that's, that, that's a rescue coincidence that uh, is one of the better ones that I have heard uh, where the person shows up at the right time. Uh, and uh, I have images of it is like, there's a swirl that goes out and, uh, and it's a form of simultaneity experiencing the pain of a loved one at a distance, but it wasn't a loved one. It can happen with strangers as you're just illustrating. So you picked up her feeling and went to go take care of yourself, but you were enough in the neighborhood to be able to get to her. And these, these are explainable in dynamics that we have yet to understand, but it's, 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 you were, you were open to it. She was sending it out. You had the experience enough to have to reenact it. You acted on it to save yourself. It wasn't yourself. It was somebody's lungs that were other than yours. It it's not so that you're acting on uh, being acted on. We're all in this together, and that's an illustration of, uh, of how things fit together here with each other, and how wonderfully uh, we can have this world be, and when we recognize the kind of story that you just told us, which is a wonderful, wonderful story, that we can help each other. Mm -hmm. And it make life better for each of us. And synchronicity is a way in which we can do that. I think that's a great note to end on. And that's our that's where we will end. So thank you. I'm glad we got to that that story, uh, Diego. It was uh, uh, it's it's one of the better ones, and I'll remember that one too. So awesome. thanks very much, and uh, it's been great talking with you. And uh, you know, I'm going to be, uh, we and I are going to be talking again, that's for sure. So thanks for being here with me. I yeah, thank you for the chance to share those stories. Appreciate it. You're welcome. This psychosphere is our mental atmosphere, like a hologram of cosmic consciousness.